You are now listening to Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Fregera. It's a podcast designed to bring awareness on intended or unintended crimes against humanity, how we can rise above it, claim our divine inheritance, and return the soul power to the people. If we are this divine beings, then how come we're not stepping into it? How come there's resistance? How comes there's so much struggle to really claim our soul power? I have the Hara Patterson in front of me. Hara is experienced counselor, youth mentor, parent of one, but love for all, certified life coach and mental health professional. And she aims to improve cultural competency with the population she assists. Her focus is in the LGBTQIA communities, as well as working with families that experiences behavior escalation with their dependents. So Tahara has a unique approach of physical, emotional, spiritual, mental connection to successfully helping others with their mental health safety and mood, which is her passion and life mission. Thank you so much, Tahara, for being here. Thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, Louisa Livingston, says, as a doctor of 47 years, I can only say that another lockdown would be nothing more than a government-sponsored genocide. Government-sponsored genocide. And if we really feel those words, right? Another lockdown will kill people with malignancies waiting for life-saving operations. Another lockdown will stop people with genuine serious infections such as meningitis, tuberculosis, getting medical aid. Another lockdown will mean and stage heart conditions proceeding to the grave strokes, dementia, pneumonias, autoimmune disorders, and many other real illnesses will go untreated. And there's more to that. But I want to bring it back to our topic today, which is lockdown and children. Lockdown and behavior escalation. Well, lockdown right. and not just the lockdown and me right (laughs) (laughs) exactly lockdown and me (laughs) tell me about behavior escalation in a normal in a normal non-lockdown situation what does that look like very simple as so far as like a child like not understanding um why he's like being demanded to do a certain task around the house right Mm-hmm. that can be like oh I don't want to do it it's, it could be like a little talk back a little bit whereas to now the lockdown and de- a behavior escalation is why am I why do I have to stay here I don't understand why can't I go to school why can't I go to my swimming lessons why 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 and all this and maybe as adults we don't even know how to implement that or how to communicate that with the child in a way that on a level that they're going to understand it in a way that they're going to accept it right a lot of things where we come be escalated is like because we don't accept it for one we're in denial or we just don't have or know anything about the why behind everything so a normal behavior escalation is like it could be a little resistance right so whereas to now a lot of the children are becoming aggressively 
um, behaviorally escalated, where it's like, now we're going to get physical, right? Now we're going to get um, verbally abusive, right? We're going to be a little bit more aggressive than just a little resistance in the talk back. And, and this is what I'm fearful about. Whatever this is becomes the filter through which we live life. And this is going to follow these children, the youth, right? The aggression, the, oh my God, I cannot be free to speak up. So, so they will receive it in a way, whether they, they comply with it and then reverse those damages in the future when they turn 50 or they turn 40 like I did. Right. right? Or what's going to happen? They're going to get medicated. They're going to get locked up in prison. And we all have pure intention to come together as a community. This is what's needed to happen. We got a lot down. Right. Right. We're not thinking what are the damages that we are unknowingly contributing to these children, to the youth, to the future right. of the world. Uh, what, what do you see would be uh, problematic? One none of these kids have have experience doing distance learning so that's going to be a problem that's a struggle right there two they this could be a household of five children and you might be the the oldest child in the home and so you got a little bit more responsibilities with your other siblings right so you've never had that happen to you either where some of the responsibility is on that older child regardless this child could be eight this child could be 12 and learning how to maneuver distance learning at the same time, right? Um, it can also go down to the, the parents not knowing how to advocate for themselves as well. That has a lot, a lot to do with how the treatment and behavior of the child is. On Is that child going to become behavioral escalated if the adult doesn't know how to advocate. So we have that emotional turmoil. It's like, okay, well, I've never done distance learning before. This is a college level, right? This is a college level experience for, for a second grader, right? A fifth grader. I have a daughter in fifth grade. Um, she's never done this, right? So adding into the siblings, adding into the commands and the demands of what you need to do around the house, right? And if you didn't do it, that's another emotional turmoil that happens around the house, whereas now you're in trouble. And so it's it's all of these aspects that the child can have, like the distance learning, the mm -hmm. chores, the responsibility of other siblings, right? And then all of that on top of a lockdown. So all of this in a bundle of all of a lockdown is like, well, what, where's my place? Where's my place in the community? Where's my place in society? Where's my place in my own home, mm -hmm. right? And so if an adult doesn't teach the child on how to advocate its emotions, how to advocate, what, are, what is it that you need? Or how to even ask, what are you missing? What can I do for you? How can mm -hmm. I assist you? How can I help you with this learning thing, right? It's, it's about the adult's position on how to advocate and how to maneuver in assisting our child in advocating that as well. Um, regardless of the age, yeah, you might be 16, 17 and you're in high school doing this, but it's still something that that child or that adolescence hasn't really been taught to do at this age yet. But we're all forced in this position of a lockdown. So we're all forced to make some adjustments to our living. We're all forced to learn different avenues of life in a virtual manner. <laughs> in a virtual manner. If that manner. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And which is um, 
unacceptable to me. I know how yeah. to be alone. I know how to be a hermit. But just because I know doesn't make it okay. Right. Right. It's not. It's got to be my choice if that is how I want to live my life. You know, I don't like it when choice is taken from me. And I can just hear those children having a temper tantrum when their choice is taken away from them. Right. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, when choice is taken away, where's the safety? There's no safety in even breathing fresh air. Yeah. (laughs) You got a point. (laughs) (laughs) That's my right to fresh air, my right to sunshine, my right to having friends, human connection. But um, tell me from your point of view, what else are we robbing these children? The sense of self. And it's like if you don't have that sense of self or learning that identity, that's when other demonic thoughts can, can come in. And that's when, like, things become out of control right so things are already out of their control but now they're thinking like okay well i'm in this already what else is there right so demonic thoughts come in and that's where some other behavioral things come in too it's like where you said like this is criminal but it's not because of our own selves or it's not because of the the children themselves no it's because we're forced into this we're locked down into this right um, I yeah. see you taking like a, a deep breath. You're like, this is I a know, lot. It's, it's, because it's, it's true. I've been through that space where I, I had to turn off my mind because if I start exactly. listening to my thoughts, then it, I, I went dangerously close to having suicidal thoughts. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of the suicidal ideation things start to happen. Um, and then that goes back to, since we're locked down, who the heck do I reach out to, right? I'm having these suicidal ideation thoughts, but who can I connect with? Because they took the social part away from us, right? There's no one to socialize with to help me be mentally healthy here. But now this lockdown is giving me to a gray place, into a darker place, into a darker place, right? Right. And, and, and you said it right there. Who do I reach out to without that safety, without that security, without trust. If you cannot trust in your own government, if you can trust your own parents, who's locking you down, right? Like who is advocating for you? Who is your voice? Right. Um, It really, really takes away the spirits. You know, we're calling out the crimes against humanity. We are being poisoned physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, environmentally relationally every aspect right that every yes every aspect yes do, do you know by chance what's the rate of suicide since the lockdown everything has escalated i don't know what it's been in the last six months and what the numbers are numbers in um, spousal abuse has tripled numbers in child molestation and child abuse and child manipulation child molestation um child neglect all of that has definitely tripled and child protection cases has risen suicide rates has definitely increased you could be at home now in that lockdown where that child might find school the safest place for them Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They, that child has found school as being, that's where I know I'm going to get my meals from, right? Mm-hmm. And especially now in, in COVID, parents have lost jobs, right? 
So it's like, well, my mom is out of a job and I'm at school. I'm, I'm, I'm at home and not at school. That's where I know I got my meals from. It could be a lot of survival skills that's, that's happening right now that none of us even know of. Mm -hmm. And that survival skills increased when they're at school, whereas to they're asking their favorite teacher or that counselor or the nurse, hey, can I go home with an extra lunch today? Hey, I might need some band-aids today because my dad is abusive or, or what have you, you know? So all of those numbers has risen. Wow. So, so the parents lost their job. So they're in a state of anxiety and panic. You know, how am I going to provide for the kids? And so they're not right. being present to the children. Their mind exactly. is somewhere else. And when a behavior escalates, oh my God, you know, potentially the mom or the dad too, in their mental state can harm the child themselves. Would, would exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So let's just clear the energy a little bit and and, and offer a prayer Ooh. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, to the situation. Yeah, it, it, it's so much darkness there um, and, and people just don't realize this. And yeah, let's do another lockdown. The parents are left behind wondering why, you know, there are, there's no symptoms. She was such a happy child. When do we know that they need help? You don't know. You don't know. Some some parents might miss it. Some parents may not be in tune with the child. Um, like you said, they're so focused on this and trying to provide and not need any other distractions, but that that tunnel vision. So they might not even know the 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 changes or notice the changes. But the 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 symptoms and the episodes they don't change within anybody, right? we have this thought for one of, okay, well, this isn't working out for me. The second thought is, well, if it's not working out for me, what could be better without me, right? The third thought is, how am I gonna do it, right? And then it's an action step behind that and trying to attempt, right? And once somebody might have the, the initial thought, this isn't working out for me, they're gonna jump to, oh, well, let's just end it all. And so that might not even be enough time for a parent to notice it to realize it and to step in because it hap it could happen so quick for someone so you're asking all these questions of how what when where where that person that's in that suicidal ideation they can be like oh this is the day and this is the moment you might not notice it um but to pay attention to the signs mm -hmm. being in that moment with your child like you're in my business. Like when someone is in your business, how do you how are you gonna respond? You're like, uh, the a whole different thought pattern, right? You're not thinking about that suicidal ideation, right? You're not thinking about how am I gonna off myself, right? Yeah. You have yeah. someone there, they're in your business, they're supporting you, you're gonna feel a different way. So if you feel a different way, you're gonna think a different way. What do children need that we don't often think about? again, we're all almost always focused on the survival and the purpose of this show is to, to raise the awareness that there's there's more but what other needs are the children asking for but we're not listening to or we're not aware of love 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 love, love. some parents are just not emotionally available whether mm -hmm. they know it or they don't know it you have to learn to be emotionally available for your child and for yourself 
-hmm. and to understand an, an unspoken language between the child. So if you communicate and say, oh, I am all up in your stuff now, I'm in your face now, you know, mm -hmm. and letting them know that, and letting them witness that you're emotionally available, yes, that lets them know like, okay, well, I am loved, I am lovable, and mm -hmm. I could love others. Yeah. And one way that I was able to do that with my kids is letting them know, yes, mom, is working two, three jobs here. Yes, you know, we've got businesses here. But if you tell me something, I will drop everything and you come first. Letting them know that they are first, even though you're doing a million other things that sometimes just saying it and also being in alignment with that word. But the problem with me then was I did I wasn't able to delineate my personal and and work. So my whole my own world collapsed. But that's that's a whole different story. But that's how I know, you know, the depression and mental health. Uh, I want to talk about that emotionally absent parents. My father was one. Yeah. Right? Can handle your emotions drink. Can't handle your emotion, pop a pill. Can't handle your emotion, right. do something else. We put all these substances in front of us to not focus on what needs to be repaired. It's mainly like we know what our distraction is and we don't focus on what, what really needs to be done in, in our priorities, right? Um, whether that's intentional or unintentional, and most of the time we don't really recognize it, right? Because would an alcoholic call themselves an alcoholic? No, right? Sometimes they like, oh, well, I don't, I don't have a drinking problem. I drink because of, like you said, I got this going on and I got that going on. So they just see it, oh, I'm just having a drink. I'm just enjoying a drink. Humans, a lot of the times, we don't want to focus on if we messed up or if we, we missed a mark or if we, we just did it. For remember something we don't do that repair work that's that's needed our kids will hold us accountable no doubt right and they like well mom you said we were gonna go to this place right and so you have to be the adult in in a position where you have to apologize to your child it's just that's the start of that repair work and it's mm -hmm. like okay well you said this i'm kind of losing a little of your trust or you said this you can't be truthful. You said this, I can't trust you and you're not honest, right? So all of these things, when we fall in the gaps of something, a lot of this, the negativity trickle, trickles down on us where it's like, then we're not accreditable. We're not responsible. We're not honest. We're not trustworthy, right? All of these negative entities where it's like, no, that's not it. I just forgot. Whereas, okay, you just can't use that as an excuse anymore. Apologize. Start doing the repair work. I love it. I love it. The repair work. You really want a verbally abusive child who's going to abuse you, right? Do you right. really want to, to raise someone, you know, who would potentially harm him or herself? Is this what you want? So hearing you talk about the repair, a lot of guilt, a lot of shame. Oh my God, my, my daughter, you know, or his son thinks I'm the worst mother in the whole entire world. And that can spin the mother or father yep. in depression, yep. right? So do you see how multiple layer 
and dimension this is. It's not just lockdown. It's affecting everyone and every aspect. Um, they don't know the financial part yet, but... <laughs> oh, it'll um, affect that for sure. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the aspects, physically, emotionally, um, mentally, we get all that growth from being social, having a conversation with someone. You learn how to understand their emotions. So then you become like, oh, well, wait, I never, I'm not familiar with that emotion, you know? And you, you bounce back off those emotions as well as physical, being active, simply being active and running with people or, you know, playing sports with people. All of that was taken away. Spiritually, some children might have always went to church um, or, or seen their pastor or, or have that relationship with, with their there's higher being where they don't have that connection anymore so it all boils down to you know being social really grows you it can grow you in so many aspects so what the effects of lockdown has for us it's going to stunt all that growth kids are just not learning they're not learning what they need to be learning on the milestone that they they should be learning it or they could be learning it right last year um school year it ended it in march for for not ended um but at home learning started in march it went all the way until the end of the school year and i my biggest concern with my child's principal and teachers she's she was in fourth grade at the time i said well how are you know state testing going to be done the uh, what is it called it the mcas and they said oh well they're not doing it okay well that's a milestone that all children has missed then right and so she's in fifth grade now um and and the listeners can can adjust this to their child's age and their grade whereas to starting in i want to say third fourth grade they do start mcas at the end of school year between third and fourth like i said um all the way until eighth grade i want to say ninth so all of those children miss that mark to completing those mcas and it's another chance where they're gonna miss that mark again for MCAs. How can I reassure myself as a parent that my child is learning the milestones that he or she needs to be learning? And then on the positive aspect, some children are very into technology and using it on a very positive note and, and learning new things outside of what school is, is teaching them. There's a negative aspect where some parents are can't be there. They don't know how to support their child and their child are not being monitored in classrooms and virtual classrooms. Um, their child is not being um, monitored when they are using technology. You know, um, there's a lot of YouTuber influencers. Eh, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Um, oh, there, there's more dangers to that, you exactly, know. Exactly, um, exactly. Child sex trafficking and uh, it, it's exactly. on the rise. It's it's another topic, but it, like you said, there's positive and uh, negative, and it really is <sighs> awareness of the parents. You know, where is your child? What's your child? As a parent, we're we're not perfect. We're not giving like a child manual at birth, right? My suggestion, my advice, communicate daily. Communicate from a place of self-control. You're not the only one in this lockdown. Your child is in this lockdown with you. Um, mm -hmm. So always speak from a place of understanding, um, a tone of compassion. Um, and you want to always focus on, on the competency 
of your child and what your family aspect is doing and the success that you all all are sharing and just letting the child know like you you understand you've been 10 before you've been 12 before you've been five before <laughs> um but just all in all patience yeah they feel that they know that and and they act out when we're disconnected from them and so really connect that to really strengthen that bond between you and your child but now who's taking care of mom right <laughs> because exactly. so much so now let's go to the column of mom and dad i cannot imagine myself raising a child in this environment in this temperature i don't know i would have a different set of values i would have different set of priorities for sure yes uh, yes with everything that is now piled on the parents all of a sudden they're they're trying to make a living and then they're also taking care of their children first what are the damages of lockdown on parents what are wow. they feeling let's think of a scenario four kids 12 eight five and one single parent and let's say this parent works minimum wage we're gonna say she works twelve dollars an hour every single child needs that support from that one single mother right and she's trying to make ends meet right and so um i don't know that predicament but working in the field that I'm working in and mental health and being and being an, an ex-teacher um, and a mentor with working with these type of families, the extra support is like so, so needed. Um, and what's needed is just endless, right? She needs help financially. She needs, she needs daycare. She needs food right? She needs to help make ends meet, right? But that's for the family. But then she needs, she could need a therapist, right? She needs a psychologist, right? And it's, it's the self-care that parents um, neglect, not intentionally. Not intentionally. There's only so much time in the day. Exactly. exactly. And so it's like, by the end of the day, you're like, well, damn, did I even eat today? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I can't say it's like, what is it that parents need? Your your needs could be different than mine, you know, because you like you said, you raised all your, your beautiful children. I still have one at the house, whereas our our priorities are gonna be different from that parent that has the four children, right? And so self-care can look so different for all three of us, you know, in that aspect, from you and from myself and for the mother with the four children. Um, if, for the listeners out there, if you know a parent that is in that, in that predicament, um, reach out. It doesn't even have to be financially, um, you know, I don't want to get religious or anything, but my relationship with my higher being says, you know, plant your treasures, you know, give people your treasures. And if treasures is your time, babysit for that mommy so she can work, she can work without worrying without her babies, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
my suggestion again for the listeners is just reach out. If you're in a place this week or this month, today even, if you're in a place that is comfortable for you, that is manageable for you, where you can reach out to someone, reach out to someone. Someone can even just need a phone call, need a checking up on. So just check up on somebody and see what they need. They're going to they're gonna let you know what they need. I was a single mom. My needs were the last on the least. So really prioritize yourself because when you're running from an empty cup, there's not a whole lot to give. And then you get depleted right away. You get exhausted right, right away. You snap quicker. And then it, watching yourself unable to control your emotions and, and feeling like you're out of control, then again, that, that's going to spin you in that mental uh, situation where you feel like, oh my God, why, why even try, you know? Yep. Um, so it's really, really important to, one, become aware of your um, mental being and your emotional state and all that and really be in control because really soul power to the people is all about bringing the power back to you. One, really yeah. know that you have that power to change, right? Let's turn yeah. it on. Let's activate it. And uh, don't hesitate to ask for help. I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to bother anyone. I don't <laughs> Right. You don't want to, you don't feel like you want to bother anyone or you don't want to invade or you don't even want to let people know like, Oh, I need a little help. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we, we have to be mindful of like building that support system that we know we need. We have to build that. Yes. 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 And again, you know, suicidal, how many fathers have, have uh, killed themselves because they thought they were impotent to create the change for their children. You know, it's, it's that thought, right? So let's, let's put it on the table that you are a divine being, that you have a higher being, right? Like you're a connect with that, connect with yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And don't give your power away too much. So any final words? Oh my God, we, we went through so much. Do you want to tie it all together in one neat little package and, and uh, also share how, how can they reach you? Not only did it cover so many aspects, but within every aspect has a subdivision, you know, like more questions, more of the how or more insight in this and this and this and that. And, and so um, I hope the listeners really got something from this. I help people, working or non-working, in the communities of the LGBTQIA um, communities with their mental health safety. Let's say I am a, a, a woman of lesbianism and I was diagnosed with anxiety or depression or PTSD or any mental illness or, or disorder. And I don't like to call them mental illnesses or disorders. They're just a challenge right? They're just a challenge. Um, and let's say I just came out and I don't know how to deal with it or my family doesn't know how to deal with it. So then, like you said, we turn to the drugs or we turn to alcohol, right? Or if you find yourself in either of those positions within the LGBTQIA communities um, and you don't know how to maneuver it, I'm here. Mm -hmm. um, and we can maneuver any addiction you might have. Or we can maneuver any mental health challenge that you have. 
um, and you don't know how to handle it or you don't know how to manage it um, to be able to work through life, right? So that's one community. The second community we've been talking about very heavily today was um, parents with dependents that experience behavior escalation. And so how I help those families is we sit together, we work together, we get down to the root cause of the pain in the family um, or the pain in the child and teaching that child how to really express themselves when they're feeling a certain way before it gets to the next level or if it's already gotten to the next level how can we bring it down and then i can help you differentiate where the root cause of the pain is really being rooted at i can be reached via website or um my email is also on my website is the taharapatterson.com just reach out. You feel like I might need her help, but I'm not sure. Let's do that pilot session and see where I can help you, where you might need assistance at. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and more power to you, Tahara. Thanks again for having me. Be blessed. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Soul Power to the People podcast with Tess Vergara. We can no longer be the spectators of our own destruction. Take back your mind, take back your voice, take back your soul, take back your power. Join me again next time for the next episode of Soul Power to the People.